I like that. It's gonna be my theme song. Charlie does not like Edward, and it is for very good reason. I mean, from the time Bella's been knowing him, there's been nothing but trouble. Went into a deep depression, said mean and hurtful things to her dad, almost died a couple of times. The list is pretty remarkable. But of course, none of that matters to Bella because Edward is life. Well, so to speak. It is senior year, which means graduation, parties, and farewells. And in Bella's case, forever goodbyes. Now, I'm hoping while watching this third film in the saga, it will finally be revealed why she is so willing to give up on all that life has to offer to be amongst the walking dead. Well, let's see. The first order of business is flying back to Arizona to say goodbye to her mother. Some ranky-dank story about going to the University of Alaska. Like, who moves to Alaska for school of all places? They have a good science program. Girl, so what? The only reason why you're using science is because that's where you and Edward first began talking. If y'all bonded in a cooking class, you would be going to culinary school, so miss me with that. She could have came up with a better excuse. And I'm glad to see that mom is also weirded out by how intense Edward is. Like, yes, being protective is a great quality to have, but relax. Give my child some breathing room. But she gives her a graduation present of a quilt made of all the old shirts they have accumulated over the years. You know, to keep warm since it's so cold in Alaska. The irony. She will be one of the cold ones and that blanket will be sitting in a box somewhere. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Victoria is still causing a ruckus in Forks. The Cullens and the Wolves are trying to keep her off the land, keep everybody safe, but their efforts are null and void. The one person who is sick of all of this is Jacob. Pulling up to Bella's school looking like he's about to break out singing Grease Lightning. The hair, the clothes, the motorcycle is giving Grease Lightning. <laughs> This is also the first time in the saga we see Bella side with Jacob over Edward. Edward continuously lies to get Bella to change her mind about turning Dracula and Jacob's approach is to stay on her good side by keeping it real and exploring the options. Reason number one as to why I'm team Jacob. And yes, he absolutely has his flaws and we will get into that. but. I'm liking his approach. So they ride off to catch up with the rest of the wolf pack and they're all making fun of Jacob. Reason number two why I'm team Jacob. I know somebody is sitting there like, girl, what? Why? Well, think about it. Most of us talk to our friends about who we like, waiting to see if they will call, text, checking the Instagram, whatever, but just anxious and giddy about them. The guys bringing this up as they see Bella is embarrassing, but... It's a sign that Jacob really does like Bella because he told them all of this. And this is where Jacob goes on to explain to Bella what imprinting is. And um, it's um, kind of weird. I mean, on one hand, I think it was a creative way of taking a real thing, imprinting, and bringing it into the world of fantasy. On the other hand, it's just weird. <laughs> like, does imprinting mean you will automatically like the person you're with? Not love and do everything for them. I mean, like them as a person, as a being. Because I wouldn't want to see you coming and I roll my eyes like, ugh. 
He saved me from getting hit by a car the other day, but he's so annoying. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody got time. <laughs> but anyways, Jacob goes on about how everyone is being subjected to the love triangle between Leah, Sam, and Emily. It's like, okay, let's see what you did there because we're being subjected to their triangle. He's chasing her, she's chasing him, and we're just sitting here in agony waiting for it to be over. <laughs> So anyway, there's this new guy in town, sniffing around, creeping in the shadows, and everybody is in a frenzy. Rosalie, again, is the only one with sense. She's like, listen, Bella is on her own. I'm tired of having to stop everything I'm doing to make sure she stays alive. This ain't got nothing to do with me. How am I benefiting from this? Okay, she didn't say that last part, but she wanted to. And because the Cullens couldn't watch Bella hunt Victoria and not starve due to their unique diets, a temporary truce was made. And here's another reason why I'm Team Jacob. Because I would want a man that can be there when I need him. Edward comes with way too much baggage, too many obstacles. So Jacob, being the clever guy that he is, he's still on his Taylor Swift vibe, doing whatever he can to reassure her, you belong with me. <laughs> he takes her to a council meeting so that she can hear firsthand the story of the tribe and those ratchet vampires. It does absolutely nothing. She doesn't think, well, you know what? Maybe this isn't the life I want. I don't want to be associated with such horrendous history. Nope, it's just another bedtime story for her. In the meantime, the new creepy guy that's been sniffing around, well, apparently he's building an army of vampires and now the Cullens have to prepare for that on top of worrying about Victoria and all of her shenanigans. Great. Now, I have to say this, because I have been giving Edward a lot of flack, I will say that I admire his persistence in not wanting to turn Bella. He's made his stance very clear and hasn't budged, so one point for Team Edward. Now, back to why I'm Team Jacob. He finally tells Bella flat out that he's in love with her and that she should pick him. His reasons are what I've been saying all along. She wouldn't have to change anything about herself. She wouldn't have to say goodbye to anyone or come up with some phony Alaska story. Because again, who moves to Alaska? <laughs> and he really went for the jugular when he said, I mean, he probably can't even kiss you without hurting you. Yikes. Talk about the truth hurts. And then Bella didn't even have anything to say to that. She's talking about, I already told you, what are you not understanding? Blah, blah, blah. Girl, you ain't fooling nobody. The way you look at him, the way your body responds to him, the way you run your hands over his back and chest when you're hugging him, the energy is there. Now you can say whatever you want to say, but the body language is saying something totally different and that energy is never present when you're with Edward. So, um, yeah, let's keep it real. But Jacob impulsively kisses Bella in this moment. Not a good idea. And this is one of his downfalls that is starting to become a pattern. On one hand, he's really good at picking up on things and he's just in the know of it all, right? Like he just sees it and tells it like it is, which is great. However, comma, he has moments where he completely just <laughs> misses the mark. In New Moon, he insinuated that Bella was dead to piss Edward off, but it backfired. Now he kisses Bella just moments after she tells him he's not the one, that she doesn't have feelings for him. And it's like, um, read the room. What he should have done 
was spent a little bit more time with her, continued to build that bond, let the chemistry flow, and then go in for the kiss. This fool just rushed in. So of course, Bella retaliates, punches him in the face, and breaks her hand. That was interesting. The werewolf, he's made of steel. Better be sold separately. So now Edward's all, stay away from my girlfriend. Don't touch her unless she says to. Which, consent is important to be clear. But there's no use to being mad at him because you literally need him. Like you're doing all this and five seconds later it'll be, hey, um, can you go over to Bella's and make sure nobody's uh, trying to kill her? If I was Jacob, I'd be like, oh no. You good. Stay from your girl, remember? You got it. <laughs> That's just me. So Bella's all proud that she punched the werewolf and Rosalie has had it with her. She finally tells her why she's so against Bella willingly becoming a vampire. A sad and dark story. Something you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. And she brings up the reoccurring thing that everyone keeps talking about. You literally miss out on every possibility that life has to offer and Bella's just like oh, okay girl yeah I'm still doing it anyways ridiculous so now at this point the army of newborns is headed to get Bella the Cullens need the wolves because they are not capable of taking on the newborns alone Jasper is training everybody and this scene is pretty funny because no one is prepared for what they have coming at them we get to hear Jasper's story about him being in the army and Bella figures out that it's just history repeating itself and that Victoria is behind the creepy guy putting the whole shindig together which Okay, whatever. In this moment, my mind went elsewhere. I want to know more about Emmett. He gives us comedic beats. We know he's the strongest in the family, but outside of that, we haven't gotten much. I mean, of course, those who have read the books have the inside scoop, but watching the movies, he's not getting much airtime. Bummer, because I would rather know more about him than Jasper. But that's just me. So plans are moving along and everybody is preparing for the big battle. Meanwhile, Bella is trying to get Edward to roll his dough and bake some cookies, if you catch my drift. And my thing is this, this girl can't take no for an answer. He's told her several times, we can't go too far. For one, I want to wait until marriage and secondly, it's dangerous. We don't know what will happen. She doesn't care to hear about it. And it's like, at some point, you gotta stop being so irrational, come on. She was definitely thinking rationally when she was on that mountaintop freezing her butt off. Edward couldn't do nothing for her and in comes Jacob to save the day, delivering one of the most iconic <laughs> lines ever. When he starts thinking about cuddling up with Bella to keep her warm, and Edward reads his mind like absolutely not and he says she may need her toes someday and let's face it I am hotter than you <laughs> let's just sit in that read for a second shall we because on the surface it's like oh he's just talking about body temperatures you know the cold ones and the wolves no, no, no. Let's get into the read of it. Let's face it. I am hotter than you. You better tell him. Let him know. Let him know. <laughs> because we all see it. We see it. Even if you're Team Edward, you see the material. Don't play. So we're not going to 
sit here and pretend like that's not one of the main reasons we're team Jacob. Now, I was gonna lead with the looks, but I didn't want y'all to think I was shallow because obviously there's so much more that makes a person appealing. So I listed his other characteristics, but shoot, since he mentioned it, I might as well let the cat out the bag. <laughs> Woo, I'm glad I can finally let that out. And of course, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. However, comma, Jacob is undeniable. <laughs> I had to get that out, okay. So following Jacob's read, they have a man-to-man -man talk, really laying it out on the line about how they feel about each other and Bella and her choices. Love this conversation. But the next morning, Edward does the asshole thing and blurts out that they are getting married. Like, why would you do that? He could have let Bella tell him. There was no reason for him to go out his way to hurt Jacob like that, especially after the somewhat truce in the tent. So Bella goes chasing after Jake. Don't go, I don't want to lose you. And Jacob is like, I never even had a chance. Not you gonna be chasing you and you're engaged. So the director tells her to inhale like you're trying to hold a bird and call out to him. Jacob, they kiss and it's all for nothing because she still don't want him. He goes off to battle thinking he has a chance. Meanwhile, Edward and Bella over there grinning about her loving him more. Unbelievable. But anyways, Victoria locks in on them and she brings her creepy boy toy along. They fight to the finish and of course, Jacob of all people get injured. <laughs> like, he loses out on the love of his life and then gets his back cracked. He can't win for losing. In the end, Bella gives this whole monologue about how she just knows she was meant to be a vampire. It's where she belongs. It's not about Edward or Jacob, blah, blah, blah. This monologue is all BS. Because up until this point, every time she mentioned turning, it was wrapped in a reason labeled Edward. It was no, oh, this is my true self. It was nothing in addition to Edward. It was just Edward. So I don't wanna hear it. They tried to slide that in so it can be like, see, she's not basing her life around this guy. She's putting herself first. You're gone. But that concludes this episode. Um, oh yeah, I kind of mentioned this already, but I really wish they would have had Bella and Jacob interact more, more of a dating scenario just to add heat to this triangle because it was like, why even show this part of the relationship if it's really going to be about her and Edward still? Like, they didn't... Like, why, why? it didn't make sense to even have this movie, to be honest. The best part of the movie was the line that he said <laughs> in the tent. <laughs> but I need two hours of film to see that one part. They could have put that in the second movie. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, but this, this episode, I kind of didn't really do like my normal um my normal jokes and things of that nature because again I'm just trying to get the formatting down 
Um, so if you've made it this far in the episode, then thank you because you are a true supporter. <laughs> because I know this episode didn't give my normal. Um, and I'm trying to think if I even want to continue with the Twilight series. Or I may just hold off and do the last two later on down the line, maybe. Um, Because I do want to get into some other things. Um, Well, I guess I can tell you guys because, I mean, who else would I tell? I'm thinking about doing Cruel Summer. I think it's that's the Hulu show. I'm thinking about doing that one as a podcast instead of a video because I haven't seen too many people do Cruel Summer as a video on, um, like in a video format on YouTube. And I don't know if that is because of copyright issues or what have you, but because I've been having issues with copyright lately, I'd rather not put so much work into it and then... I can't use it, you know? So I'm just gonna do it as a podcast and we can go from there. I have not watched it, I don't know what it's about and it was actually requested from some of the Blush Bunnies, so um, we'll see how that goes. But if you're listening to this, comment, if you're on Spotify, comment on the Spotify Q&A part if you want me to do uh, the Breaking Dawns one for the podcast. If not, then I'll just go ahead and move forward with Cruel Summer. Um, what else? And if you're not on Spotify, just comment on my Instagram. It's at the blush bunny underscore. And, um, Tell me, you know, if I should continue with the Breaking Dawn series. I mean, you know, the two Breaking Dawn movies. Okay, that's a lot. That was long-winded. I'm going to let you guys go. Be sure to rate this podcast. Just go ahead and give it five stars. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for listening. As always, I'm all ears. Until next time. Bye.